0: Comedy here at Mutiny Radio. Uh, we're kind of waiting for people on the list, so I'm going to go first. Clap for me. Yay, me. Yay, me. I wrote a bunch of new jokes today. Yay. Yay. This does not seem to be on because people move things around. I'll use this one. Hey, I wrote a bunch of jokes today. So that's good. They say you are. What you eat? I got my twenty-three and me back. I'm seventy-two percent Trader Joe. <laughs> yeah, I drink. Uh, I drink a lot of his. Uh, drink a lot of their grapefruit juice. I need a lot of acid because I'm a basic bitch. Oh, oh, the jokes, the punchlines. They just keep coming. They say to dress for the job you want and I wanna be a background extra on Euphoria. Ooh, they give the extra ketamine to the extras, right? Yeah. A lot of people say, you are way too old to be a background extra on a high school show. I'm a Monet. I look really good from far away. And then you get up close and you're like, dots, slashes, what is holding this image together? ketamine that's the answer to that hey I'm so old I use my reading glasses to pack my bong yeah I can't see a thing come on in yeah I'm your host I got new oh that this is the one thing I have to practice Uh, Do you guys ever smoke so much weed you understand Spanish on the bus Je parle français. Uh, j'étudie français pour quatre ans dans l'école. Je ne parle pas espagnol. Je ne comprends pas espagnol. Mais cette heures, je comprends. Cool, French. No, it's j'ai. I actually, I have, uh, I have French Botox. When you cut bangs. <laughs> cool. Uh, I had another, I have, I have new jokes about, this is uh, what was the one with the, it's, uh, oh, they say you are what you eat, but I don't remember eating an oil painting. You're in nature's wet wipe. Gillette, uh, uh, Gillette. it's a French word. Uh, It's an American product, started in 1904, crazy. In 1904, women couldn't flash a hairy ankle without being a disgusting slut. And now if you don't shave from your big toe to your twat, like a four-year-old girl, you're a disgusting slut, gross, I don't want to sleep with you, ew. Gillette, the best a man can get. Never be good enough. I I have so much pubic hair, it's like I'm wearing a hair skirt. It's like I have a kitten in a headlock, cute. I thought the other day I was sitting on my couch without pants and I thought I saw a spider crawl across my legs and I put my reading glasses on and that was just my pubic hair crawling down my legs. Gillette, the best that man can get. Did you hear about the new Gillette razor? 13 blades, 13 blades for the closest shave. And the seventh blade is easily removable so you can slit your throat in the shower. you'll never be good enough on puisse je ne serai jamais assez bon I'll never be good enough en français je ne wow. serai jamais assez bon it doesn't matter I'm trying to do like I was like I'll be clever and try a French punchline I'm still gonna try it all right y'all are here we'll start it up I just wanted to try my new my new Trader Joe's jokes really those were my those were my new big jokes hey everybody all right, we are gonna get this started. Your first comedian bribed me for an early spot. Hell fucking yeah. I love money. Yeah. Oh, and I have um I have weed. I made uh, oof, I made I'm so high right now, you guys. I'm sober, so my edible intake way up. <laughs> That's <laughs> cool. Your first comedian, he's the jizz Master. Put your hands together for Connor Lonsdale. Yay!
1: Keep it going for Pam. Yeah. I am the jizz master. I guess I have to accept that someday. Pam's high as fuck. I'm pretty high too. How's uh? My friend came up to the other day. They're like, "Hey man, you want you want to try this CBD? You want to smoke some CBD? It doesn't get you high at all." I was like, "Oh, you mean shitty weed?" Yeah mean horrible weed that sucks? No, thank you. Thank you. It's the biggest scam of all time. They just took shitty weed, rebranded it, raised the price. Can't charge more for duels. Oh, you want some of this food? It has zero nutritional value, and it tastes like shit. No, I don't want any vegan food. Thank you. i don't want to brag you guys i don't want to brag but i was taking a lady home the other night yeah taking a lady home she told me that she likes to be dominated it's like i like to be dominated so when we got back to my place i put on nba jam Thank you, Pam. <laughs> so stupid. Uh I don't have any tattoos. You guys have got tattoos? I know Pam does. I don't know. I just never I don't want to judge anyone else, but I don't I don't I never felt like it would just feel weird to me to get one. Like I feel like I would be like, Oh, you see this tattoo here? This tattoo, this represents how cool I want everyone to think I am. And this one down here, this, this represents how cool I want everyone to think I am. And this one here, this, this represents that I'm a Jew. I'm sorry, Brady, <laughs> you didn't like that? You know, I don't like Holocaust jokes either, you're right. In fact, I don't even like the Holocaust, I don't think, I don't think there should have been a holocaust. I'll say that right here and now. You can put that on record. If I was around back then, I would've been like I would have voted no. In fact, if I had a time machine, I would go I would kill Hitler. Wouldn't you guys do that? Reagan. <laughs> You're like we got bigger problems. I don't know. I would kill Hitler, maybe Reagan too. I don't know. But uh I was thinking about that, but what if, like, what if you did go back in time to kill Hitler, but then it turns out that there's like an a other guy, and he's like w- way more evil and way more efficient than Hitler, but he was just beat out by Hitler's charisma. So you like think you're doing a good thing, you go back in time, you kill Hitler, but then this other guy rose to power, you, you did a good thing, you come back to the future, Zero Jews, there's just... And you're like, oh, oh no. It's, yeah, the funniest thing on TV is young Sheldon. There's shmegma everywhere. Because no more circumcisions. But then, you know, they realize that shmegma is like this unlimited renewable resource and the whole economy is schmegma powered. And there's just so much of it available, so the climate is saved. So now you're in this dilemma. You don't you have a time machine. You don't know what you do. You do you leave it? Do you go back in time and unkill Hitler to save the Jews, or do you save the climate? <laughs> I don't know, yeah, right? I guess you would just you could just go back further in time and kill the guy that invented circumcision. Prevent the whole thing. I think that's what Hitler was mad about in the first place. Alright, you guys, I'm sorry. Goodbye.
0: <laughs> Connor Lonsdale. Thus spoke Connor Lonsdale. God is dead. Your next comedian, clap your hands together, everybody for Miles, Benjamin Davis! Yeah,
2: yeah. This is
1: Try to comprehend, check out my...
3: my dear brothers and sisters in Christ. Oh. <laughs> if by the year 2022, the year of our Lord, you're not just a little bit bisexual. Fucking grow up! So what are you doing with your life? You want to live your whole life without sticking stuff up your butt? You cowards. You mean to tell me you don't want to experience the Baja Blast? Live Moss, I say, live Moss. This set was brought to you by Taco Bell. Hashtag SpawnCon. Uh, I just want to say to my high school guidance counselor who told me I would be nothing more than an alcoholic and a drug addict working minimum wage jobs. Man, fuck you, that was a lucky guess. Dusty ass hoe, how did you know? Uh, so I'm a feminist. Uh, I know I am because my ex told me I was. Uh, she just said to me one day, uh, men can be feminists too. You're a feminist now. And I was like, cool. What does that mean? We still fucking? Like, you Peg me now? Like, I don't know what's going on here. Uh, apparently what that meant was, uh, she got to yell at me in public a lot. So. Just trying to be a good ally, you guys. Uh, I uh, I grew up in a, not here, <laughs> I grew up in a city called Bakersfield, California. Uh, yeah, I see we have some meth fans in the audience. <laughs> uh, if you've never been, uh, let me paint the picture for you. Uh, Bakersfield is a type of city where you can go to a 7-Eleven and see two different juggalos that don't know each other. You understand how mathematically impossible that is? Like are, are we not down with the Dark Carnival here? I love you. <laughs> yeah, I uh Also, did you guys know that they're ICP, they're evangelical Christians? Yeah, Insane Clown Posse, they're Christ evangelical Christians. Which, you know, that 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 miracle song, you know, Fucking Magnets, how does that work? You know, that song makes so much more sense now knowing that it's about Jesus. Like Judeo Christianity, how does that work? Um, I didn't prepare. I I don't prepare, you guys. It's not that I'm lazy. It's just my brain doesn't function. Um. All right, I have a confession to make, you guys. Um, I'm a bad Mexican. I'm really bad at it. Uh, I don't speak Spanish. Um, I don't like flan. Uh, never been to Quinta Uh, At least not when I was invited to. Uh, Yeah, because if you get high for long enough at a public park, you just end up at one. Uh, Also, I'm Filipino. Uh, But for what it's worth, uh, I'm a bad Filipino, too. Like, if you're already on the fence about Filipinos, I'm not going to turn it around for you. Um, But as a Filipino comic, I would be remiss if I didn't do an impression of my Filipino father. So here goes. What are you doing with your life, you piece of shit? I'm sorry if you were expecting an accent. You guys know people did immigrate here before the 80s. Um, I, uh, actually that's all I wanted to work on. So good up for your house, Pam.
0: Keep your hands clapping for Miles Benjamin Davis. Away. See what he did there with the, he's not Mexican, he's Filipino. See what he did? Your next comedian is going on a long bike ride, and you need to give her money. Uh, and clap your hands together right now, everybody, for Hillary
4: Lannan. Stuff, stand with Judge Kuchner, with all-
5: Thanks, Pam. I am going on a long bike ride, and it's going to be fucking miserable. Um, San Francisco to L.A., and I have never felt... Felt more unfeminine. I mean, I already have like very masculine energy and I feel like Asians in general are kind of like a gender neutral Barbie doll. And depending on what accessories you put on them, you determine that's how people signal that you're a man or a woman. Like I could definitely pass as a man if I like pulled my hair back and took off all my makeup and maybe put like a little bit like took my pubes and put them on my face. Um... Because, and the reason why I feel so unfeminine is because I'm in this whole, like, bike gear. Like, I'm literally one of those douchebags in all spandex um, with, like, the wraparound shades. I never thought I would be one of those people. And I am. And I was riding my bike today, and I caught a glimpse of myself. And I was like, I don't know what I am. I just look like a spandex, like, douchebag robot. Um, So... So yeah, it's one of those things where I thought like riding my bike would be it would get me into shape. And I mean, I guess when you ride your bike eight hours at a time, that could be considered exercise. But I am starting to think it's more like cruel and unusual punishment. Because who the fuck would actually do that on purpose. And um, yeah, so basically, I, I just feel like I'm really the laziest drag queen ever because I'm like, okay, I'm going to try to make myself look like a girl. Like I'm like, I'm going to like all women's sports bras. When you buy them off the rack actually come with like foam inserts in them. And I always just immediately rip them out and take, take them out. But I think I'm going to, I actually have a stack of them like this big because I feel bad for throwing them away. I, I don't know. I'm like, like maybe these will come in handy sometime. So what I think I'm gonna do is I'm just gonna take all of them and shove them into my sports bra so that it's very clearly defined that I am a female or else just a a Asian man with small hips and giant, giant tits. I don't know. That that could also be a possibility. Um but yeah, so I am riding this ride at the end of or in June and I have to raise I had to pay $85 just to register. I have to raise $3,000 for the actual, like, they call it a ticket to ride. Oh, isn't that cute? Um, To actually have the privilege of dragging my ass down the length of California. And then at that point, I I actually told them I would raise $5,000 total. So I'm kind of like, this is a fucking scam. This is a scam. I mean, I feel like they've cured AIDS already. They're just lying to us. And... That might not be true. I just keep seeing headlines where they're like, oh, miraculous, like discovery where they rid the virus of like a a woman in England or something like that. But I just want them to cure AIDS by June so I don't have to do this ride. And so that we can just turn that all those funds into the best circuit party ever. And it's just like meth and GHB for everybody, because that sounds like a lot more fun than biking 545 miles, right? Yes. (laughs) Okay, that's all I've got for today. Thank you very much. Thanks, Pam, as always.
6: Yay, Hillary Lannon. Big
7: tits,
0: small hips. Small hips, big tits. That's a funny line. Small hips, small hips, big tits. You said it. All right, your next comedian. I'm not going to objectify her. I'm just going to say she's funny. Put your hands together for Sarah Guth. Yay!
8: So guys, I, I don't get why so many white women try to be social media influencers. I feel like that's not what they meant when they told us to do better, you know? Now, I feel like the only, actually, you guys have already heard this joke, we're just gonna skip to this, Get to the new stuff, okay? So white women started the feminist revolution, right? Uh, in the most white woman way possible, okay? Uh, there's these famous photos from the 60s of white women protesting the Miss America beauty pageant by throwing their bras and underwear into this big trash can to symbolically burn things that oppressed women. Uh, And these women became famous as the bra burning feminists that like started the revolution. And to this day, people still do not know that these women never actually burned a thing. That's like the most white women should have ever heard. They're famous for doing nothing. No, it's crazy. It's like these reporters that took photos of them were there for the pageant. But then these white women are outside, stop them on their way in, and are like, "Wait, oh, you have a camera? Get one of me throwing my bra into the trash can." <laughs> and then like they're probably like, "Oh, well, get one of us like all throwing them together." And like the thing is, like I I feel like there was definitely um, it was definitely a male reporter that offered a lighter. It's probably like, "Oh, if I'm an ally, one of them will definitely fuck me." <laughs> but the women were like. Nah, we're not actually gonna burn these. These are Victoria's Secret. Okay. <laughs> um, I, I do love though that they were, they were protesting a beauty pageant for turning women into sex objects, but then they're outside like, no, take photos of us. We're not wearing bras or underwear. I mean, it's been frustrating, though, because they were trying to, like, make a statement and, you know, shed their oppression, and I don't think men gave them the response they were looking for. As you know, like, men's actual response was like, yeah, shed that oppression. Oh, super hot. <laughs> Not what they were going for. Uh, so I've tried to ask my boyfriend what he wants in bed because I'm tired and want to be done faster. <laughs> and literally every time he goes... I don't know. What do you want to do? Which weirdly reminds me of awkward elementary school playdates. Uh, it's upsetting too, because like, I it doesn't. I wouldn't say it turns me on, but it doesn't turn me off as much as I would hope something children related would. Okay. <laughs> I have one more not relatable joke. Maybe we'll see how this goes. Um, okay, so I, I do want to start by saying I've. I do think it's great that we've become like more open about talking about mental health, but some people are taking it too far. Okay, bear with me. Like my boss, she's been including in her weekly work update that she's been doing some great emotional work. <laughs> like does that count as work now? Because if so, I gotta leave. I got some work to do. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, <laughs> I-, I did try therapy during the pandemic for the first time. Thank you, yeah, I don't know if that's, that's kind of a cheer. <laughs> no, it didn't work, it's okay, I'm just sad and poor now. Um, no, I don't think I was doing it right though because I didn't tell anybody I was going to therapy. Yeah, and I think I think therapy is kind of like acupuncture or meditation or fish liver supplements. It doesn't work unless you drop it into as many conversations as possible. Yeah, like it's the it's the oversharing that activates the healing properties. Unpopular opinion. Uh, that's it for me, but this has been fun. Okay. Hooray! Price. Sarah it's Good, yay!
0: And a new monthly show called Bite Me. Check them out. Your next comedian, uh, copy your hands together, everybody, for Marina Petrova.
2: All
6: right, first time here, so yeah. let's see how it goes. Awesome, thank you, Pam. Team pubic hair, I'm with you. And uh, other than my pubic hair, I'm wearing two underpants, including wool, because it's cold for me. And I'm Russian, so I don't know how you survive, guys. All right, Um, so I was always convinced I cannot drive, mostly because of my mother, who would tell me things like, you cannot drive. So I decided to take lessons this year, and I immediately proved her right I didn't damage anything other than my ears from all the signaling and sirens. Apparently, you don't—you're not supposed to hit the bicycles. Um, but I figured I need to practice somewhere where I know for sure there are no cyclists. And I thought it's got to be North Alaska. You know, no person in spandex will decide to go there. Um, so I booked my flight and. Um, one thing I didn't think about is uh, there's also ice there. And I first realized this by reading the slogan of Alaska Airlines, which says, have an ice flight and a smooth landing. And then my mother texted me, have a nice slide there. So when I landed, I, I decided to call my therapist immediately. I was like, hey, I have a huge fear. Should I cancel my car rental? She said, Well, you have a credit card, right? Because if your car is frozen, you can use it to scrap off ice. And if a moose attacks you, you just cut the throat with it. She's from Siberia, so that's how they do it. Um, And uh, the car rental, though, was very nice, very nice. He was like, where are you visiting from? Why the fuck would you come to Fairbanks? Why is it mediocre banks here? Apparently it is a little bit. Um, I said, "Well, I want to go to North Pole and see Rudolph." He said, "You didn't know Rudolph is getting castrated. (laughs) (laughs) He was drunk from the last Christmas because you know the Amazon Prime delivers faster." Um, Yeah, so I took off on my uh, icy road trip and. They gave me all-weather tires, so I thought maybe the brakes were summer because they wouldn't work. But it was going really well, so I put on my favorite music, the Pussycat Dolls. I don't need a man! I don't need a man! And then my car slides off the road into the snow, and four cars stops, and four men jumped out uh, and pushed it back on the road. (laughs) So I learned I don't need a man, I just need four men traveling with me at all times. Fix things like that <laughs> from my aw- aw- awesome drive-in. but uh, I wasn't. I wasn't really afraid because I figured, um, what happens in Alaska, no one cares about. You know, uh, when was the last time we heard breaking news in Alaska? Never. And uh, what I did find out that they do re- news in Alaska because the airport security lady was staring at my passport cover which said Russian Federation on it and said, I hope you enjoyed your invasion. That's it. Thank you. Well, I guess I'm grown, but yeah, that was good. I guess Marina Petrov,
0: everyone. Clap your hands together. Hooray. Woo. Welcome. All right. Your next comedian. Keep your hands clapping for Yeah.
9: Happy Easter, everyone. Easter's here. I was just thinking how surprised Jesus Christ would be if he actually came back to life this Sunday. Like it's 2022. Uh, people are working on driverless cars. Uh, billionaires are having a big dick space contest. Women can drive. I, I don't know which one would be worse coming back from the dead and then getting hit by an Asian woman. Or getting hit by a Waymo. Yeah, but there's one modern machinery will would which would just make him shit his pants. Any guesses? It's the nail gun. <laughs> 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 Happy Easter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, I've been sober for a year now, from sex. <laughs> Yeah, I, I know it doesn't seem like it should be that difficult for me. I'm pretty tall. Uh, look, I look kind of decent, have the confidence to <laughs> go up on stage, but it doesn't help if there's a pandemic going on and your Zodiac sign is in cell with Indian accent rising. Yeah, I was really happy when they first came out with the vaccine, I thought uh, people will come out. People would start dating again. We would, pr- we were promised the hot girl summer, but I had a very weird side effect from the vaccine. I can feel my hymen coming back now with my new and, uh, reformed hymen, whenever I go to a club over here, I can easily see the dating hierarchy, like hot white guys with hair like him are hanging out with hot white girls with hair like him bad guys, uh, sorry, white guys with bad game are hanging out with Asians. And brown guys are just waiting for the girl to make a mistake. (laughs) I love your laugh. (laughs) Like every every weekend, I'm hoping to be someone's biggest disappointment. Yeah, fuck, I forgot. Uh, Sorry. Yeah, oh, yeah, I'm, uh, the dream for my love life is to start a support group called Dipthanshu Anonymous. In this group, there won't be the big book. There would be the big dick and we will not have 12 steps. <laughs> we will not have 12 steps. It's just too long. We'll have just one step. Suck my dick, save your life. Yeah, before I go, your weddings are short, but they are weird too. Like if, anytime you ask a white girl, what do you want in a guy they'll have a huge list or oh, he should, uh, he should be tall, he should have empathy. E- even if he doesn't have money, it's okay, but he should be the best for me. But do you know, understand how ridiculous and confusing it is when you realize that the bride here does not marry the best man? If you're not going to yeah, if you're not guaranteed to have sex, don't call yourself the best man. <laughs> call yourself anything like Chuck, Larry, Scotty, Pippin, Chewbacca, but not the best man. All right, guys, thanks. That's my time. Give it up for Pam.
0: Keep your hands clapping for Deep Tan Yay! Yeah it's happy hour you guys are listening to mutiny radio.fm and .sf keep your hands clapping for your next comedian Dorian
9: Trump
3: the top of his the bottom of his the
10: hey guys thank you I um uh, I don't know much about toxic masculinity but I think I uh recently was just exposed to a uh, stupid masculinity. The other day, some guy tried to fight my car, which was wild. You know what I mean? I don't, we have all, like, encountered this. You know, you're driving, you try trying to make a turn, and some guy decides to pop out of nowhere, and then they're like... I was just saying, I was like, what the fuck does this guy think is going to happen, dude? Like, is he going to punch my car? Like, how, <laughs> like, what makes them think, like, he's going to win in this altercation? It also makes me wonder, like, how many times has he fought, like, a smart car... For him to like build up the confidence to fight my uh, hyundai i don't know uh i recently had to take a flight do you guys have you guys gone on a flight during covid at all dude i like i recently had to go on a flight and i bumped into like the worst person possible on an airplane and you guys are all probably thinking it and it's the straight male flight attendant that is like, that is like the worst guy you could see in like a small flying tube, you know what I mean? Like the last thing I need is like an aggressive guy offering me pop chips and judging me for ordering a diet coke. You know what I mean? Like he wouldn't he wouldn't even go through uh you know how how they have like the safety uh, demonstration where you do a dance. Like he wouldn't even do it. I'm like, "Dude, what happens if uh if the if the plane's going to crash?" And he's like, "Oh, you know, we'll just all die. That's <laughs> that's that's what's going to happen." So, he ruined it. Um, I think it's time uh, we should raise the minimum wage. Um, yeah, cause I've, I've, I feel like the homeless is closing in on me, man. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's so hard for me to like know if someone's homeless in San Francisco. Like, I don't know if they're homeless or they're just coming home from uh from a Burning Man. The other day, someone asked me for asked me if I could spare twelve dollars. I was like, dude. I can't spare an hour's wage. I think you're asking me for a job. Um, I uh, I have a hard time dating. Um, my uh my friends who are in a relationship always ask me. They're like, "Oh man, it must be so easy. You're on Tinder. There's like millions of women out there." And I'm like, "Not quite." Like online dating for me is kind of like letting in uh, gosh, I can't even think of the word an orphan into a tour's arrest. You know what I mean? There's like plenty of toys around, but none of it is for him. That's what Tinder is like. I'm uh, I used to be 300 pounds, and then I lost the weight because I didn't want to work on my personality. You know what I mean? Like it's uh, I have a weird body. I my body's kind of built like a hot dog. Like on the outside, I might look quite delicious, but once you get into it, it'll just leave you depressed and uh, regretting life. Thank you, Pam. <laughs> I uh, I got what you call a, a dad bod right now, and I'm trying to make my way down to a stepdad bod. I just want my body to be uh, good enough, you know, to impress all those single moms out there, but uh, messy enough that her kids think that like she could do better. She can't. I mean, honestly, like none of us can. You know what I mean? I think I think we'll be a lot happier if we if we just you know accept the fact like we only could do so well. Like, relationships is the only department where we think we could do better than we, we we are really capable of. You know what I mean? Like, you don't see a bus driver ever say, like, oh, I think I'm going to be a astronaut today. That never happens. All right, that's my time. I should have... Been more prepared for jokes. Thank you.
2: Drink your life away. Dorian
0: Trung, everyone. Stepdad Bod. I never understood the whole dad Bod thing because if they're picking up the children, children are heavy and you'd think they'd be like weights. You'd think they'd have like a kind of a hot upper body arm rack thing going on, but nay. All right, your next comedian did a great uh, job of guest hosting last night at Boozland. Put your hands together for Jared Senna. Yay! The high dropout,
11: Keep it going, everybody. Give it up for Pam. Come on. How are we feeling, guys? One person, another person. All right, sets off to a great start. Right now, I'm feeling good. Right now, I feel like a woman who lived during 200 BC Jerusalem, because I am stoned. Does anybody have more weed? I'm trying to get even more stoned. I'm trying to get stoned to death. Just like women who lived in Jerusalem in 200 BC. All right, guys. Uh, fun fact about me I was popular in high school. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. I got everyone's attention. Everyone noticed me, including the bitches. Back in the day, I was known as the kid who got hit by a car. Nothing gets everyone's attention than showing up to lunch the next day with like, in a wheelchair and casts all over your body. Yeah man, that was a real thing that happened. I didn't make that up just to do f- just for comedy, no. Uh, I got hit by a car, I, uh, I uh, broke my left wrist, and I fractured my right knee. Still wasn't enough to convince my Asian parents not to go to school the next day. Yeah, man, I could barely walk or pick up a pencil, but it was the only time in my life where the girls in school paid attention to me. So while I was mad that I got hit by a car, I was even more mad that I recovered. (laughs) Yeah, man, I get no bitches. (laughs) <laughs> all right, uh, what else do we got here? Uh, we dog people in the house. Anyone? Yeah. Three people? All right. All right. I'm a dog person. Uh, my, if uh, Personally, if I had a spirit animal, I would be a pug. And I say that because I have one, so I know what it's like to be a pug. All right? Uh, and I'm like a pug because I'm small. My body's all anatomically fucked up. And I like to shit in my sister's bed whenever she leaves her door open. People say I'm a bad brother, but you know what? That's what she gets for staying in the bathroom shower for too long. Whew, alright. A little on edge today, guys. I recently just got fired. Yeah, man, it sucks. But you know what? feel good about myself. Because I stood up for myself. You can't just let people walk all over you. You gotta... You gotta gotta speak up for yourself, even if that person is someone you work with on the job. So you know what I did? I looked that person in the eye, and I told that 12-year-old I was tutoring to shut the fuck up. Yeah, man. Five minutes into a tutoring session, this kid tells me I'm a horrible tutor. I was like, kid, I just smoked a joint before I got here. I don't know the difference between a metaphor and simile either. God, we both can learn something new if we just work together. You know what? People give me shit for that joke because they're always like, Jared, they're younger than you. You're supposed to be the bigger person. First off, most 12-year-old children are already fucking bigger than me. Guys, I'm short. If I was a car, I'd be a Hot Wheel. All right? 12-year-old children do not respect adults smaller than them. No, the opposite. They don't call you teacher like everyone else, or mister. They just call you midget, or they mistake you for their classmates, which is also equally insulting. You know, to be fair, um, I was a shitty kid growing up. I would always act out. I would always talk back to my parents and my teachers. Instead of actually talking to me, my dad would just hit me, and I would always hate him because I didn't think he understood me. But looking back at it, now that I was an, I'm an adult, he was right. Yeah, his only the only thing he did wrong was that he didn't go further. All right, that's my time, everybody. Give it up for Pam Benjamin, everybody. Donate Yay. to Mutiny Radio, fuckers.
0: Jared Senna, victim blaming himself. It's okay. Keep coming to therapy every Friday. 6:00. Hey, you two guys, are either of you comedians? You, you two, are you real people? Oh my gosh. Okay, that's exciting. Um, all right, your next comedian, clap your hands together. I, just, I was wondering, because I didn't know if you wanted to be signed up on the list or anything. Okay. Uh, put your hands together, everybody, for Anthony Mitchell. Yeah, water
12: Did you know if I had a dollar for every time someone said I have a pedo mustache, I would have, I would have enough money to tint the windows on my van? Or at least be able to afford some better candy. <laughs> I'm not a pedophile, which is something a lot of famous comedians can't say anymore. But uh, it just bothers me a lot that uh, people refer to my mustache as a pedo mustache. Um, it's quite scary, actually, because if this is what pedophiles look like nowadays, then there must be some lucky, lucky kids out there. I mean, I. I understand why some children may be lured into the basement of someone this handsome. Uh, In lighter news, uh, Kintanji Jackson, that's her name, Kentonji Jackson just got sworn into the Supreme Court as the first black woman. That's pretty cool, right? Yay! I'm hoping, as the first black woman, the first thing she does on the Supreme Court is just give everyone the N-word pass. Like... Put it in the public domain. I think that'll be great for race relations if everyone can say it. Uh, it'll be best for relations for uh, me and my neighbor John. So now when people so n- n- then when I'm uh, when people hear me screaming at him, they know it's a positive thing, not a negative thing. Uh, <laughs> my left arm is not fully functional. I have a bit of a limp. Uh, it's because I had a stroke. Uh, a stroke of bad luck. Uh, <laughs> It was actually a cerebral brain hemorrhage. It was uh, very sad and very serious. Uh, it's okay, you guys. You're allowed to laugh at my pain tonight. I actually encourage everyone to make fun of those with disabilities. Uh, they're a tough crowd. They can handle it. Besides, it's not like they have anything to live for. And it's okay. This happened to me like 10 years ago. So like one thing I've learned, like growing up crippled or capable, as my mom likes to call me, in bed is that cripples are just the horniest minority by far. If you don't believe me, go find a guy in a wheelchair. And when you find this man, what's the first thing you want to ask him? It's never, so why in that wheelchair? The first thing you really want to ask is, so, does it still work? And if the answer is yes, you've just met the happiest man alive. This person has been through hell and back. They are, you know, now that I think about it, it's more like talking to a three-legged dog. Sure, they're missing something critical for survival, but hey, they're just happy to be here. <laughs> uh, I actually dated a girl once who like her main fetish was guys with disabilities, and uh, it was pretty cool, but it's kind of weird because, you know, before me she dated a guy in a wheelchair, a deaf guy, and a blind guy. And now, the guy in a wheelchair is like no competition in bed. like. One leg is always better than no legs. Uh, The deaf guy, on the other hand, apparently in the bedroom, that guy could just go all night. She would just be saying, no, please, stop. But he just wouldn't listen. The blind guy, on the other hand, that was just sad to me. It's like, how do you break up with someone who already can't see? That has to be such a difficult conversation to have. And she was like, no, no, it was easy. I left him. Well, when you put it like that, that does sound pretty easy, doesn't it? Apparently, she just found out his favorite smell, took him to the fish market, and just set him free. All right, my name's Anthony. Donate to Mutiny. And a K
0: in your mind. <laughs> Anthony Mitchell, everyone. Hooray. All right, I'm really excited for your next comedian, everybody. Clap your hands in a wild, slappy like motion for a JD. Woo! Don't look towards the sky
13: up you you doing no all right okay that's how we're doing that's nice uh um i'm hindu uh anybody else in here no <laughs> i was i was waiting to be surprised by the white people It was just no no hari krishna's in the crowd no okay that's fine uh i'm hindu which is like it's it's strange trying to be religious as a dark-skinned hindu specifically because like I look more like the demons in the story than like the actual protagonist. So maybe I should stop eating beef and start eating children. I think that's the I think that's the move. I think that's what they're telling me. Uh, I live with three other women, which makes it hard to, yeah, like I, like living with three women, I, I want to be pro-choice, right? Because they're all liberal women specifically. But like as a Hindu, it's also hard because like, did you guys know that like anytime like a liberal white woman has an abortion, like I sit on a, I sit on a new house plant. Like I didn't know they were giving these shits out as like reincarnation, like participation trophies. The fuck is going on? Yeah. Yeah. Did you know that? I, I had no clue. My house is full. Of, uh, my parents must be like so disappointed right now because they like worked so hard to like leave a forest in India and now I'm living one in Oakland. So that's great. Uh, yeah. I mean, fuck was the other part of that shit. Uh, yeah, I, I forgot the second part of that, which is let's all experience this awkwardness. Oh yeah. oh uh, yeah. I mean, last <laughs> week was like, last week was spring break, right? Or not last week, like a couple of weeks ago. But, uh, so I've been praying to the God of infertility so we don't get any more houseplants, but it didn't work. So it didn't work. Cause I sat on a fucking cactus I guess that's God's fun joke, I don't know. Uh, this is gonna be a very unprofessional set, I'm sorry, but they're good jokes, so. Retweet, no, I was just fucking dumb. Um, I recently had the epiphany that like, uh, corporate offices are like, I love corporate offices, because like, uh, I went to school with a bunch of people that designed them, Like, I went to architecture school, and I realized that they just prank whoever works in the corporate offices, Cause they fucking, like every single architect is just a communist, okay? They hate the people that work in these offices. So like, yeah, I mean, take floor to ceiling windows specifically, right? That's like, they're like, hey, we got a nice thing for you, floor to ceiling windows, right? They're like supposed to be like, hey, you are not a cog in a machine, okay? You are not a cog in a machine. Have some natural light, you are not a cog. You're actually an animal, you're an animal. Yeah, that's why we gotta just look longingly out of these windows, you fucking animal. Enjoy your cage, <laughs> Enjoy this zoo. Uh, that's dumb. But that's fun that's fun it's that's that's the part of stand up comedy. I come out as a communist. that's my I can be myself. uh I recently came to the realization that I'm like scared about using like music in the bedroom, right? Do you guys like fuck with music? nobody yeah it's it's kind of strange, right? I have like'cause like I don't get to dance that often, so I'm like, should I do that or should I like actually try? Cause that's a real catch sixty nine, if you know what I mean. That's really weird, right? Cause like, a girl will ask me if she wants to play, if it's okay to play some R and B music, right? I'm like, that's gonna turn into EDM real fast, like erectile dysfunction music, if you know what I mean. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, I'm never doing that. And by the right, way, la- last bit, last bit. Here we go. Here we go. Uh, I realize that my dad is a shitty driver, and I can't take him around anymore. And I can't sit in the passenger seat with this man, cause uh. He's old now, so I have to. It puts me in a really weird position. puts me in the position of like somebody trying to calculate the math on like how long this life insurance policy is gonna pay for my medical bills. <laughs> it's like, dude, I'm losing my health insurance in like two years. Like hands on ten and two, please. Jesus Christ. Yeah, I realize that he drives like somebody in the Fast and the Furious movies, right? Cause like he loves taking illegal U turns and like drifting and shit. So he really loves family, but it's not ours. Yeah, all right, that's all I really wanted to try. You guys have a nice night.
0: Yay, 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 Ajay! He came out as a communist, that's so exciting. Did you know that Marx is an accidental feminist? A lot of people don't know this about Marx. He was amazing, you know, he he, uh, championed labor and the means of production, and women, when they're going through labor, they're literally the means of production. Marks, who knew? All right, your next comedian. She's a lady. Put your hands together for Kavita Singh. Yeah. Hello, hello. Guys, I think it's interesting
14: when women hit their 30s, their desire to have a child just like skyrockets, right? Because like when we're in our 20s, we're always trying to stay safe, right? Like we are doing everything to not get pregnant. Like our uteruses are like the fertile crescent, right? Like it's lush and there's an irrigation system and there's like a whole wheel. And then once you hit your thirties, it's like your uterus becomes as inhospitable as Ellen DeGeneres, staff room, you know? And the mindset just completely changes too. Like I have friends who are in their thirties who care less about the man and more about just having a child with him. And I'm like, That's fine. You're just treating men how I treat my Japanese house salads as a vehicle for the dressing. All right. All right. (laughs) Okay. Uh, I think a lot of Indians, like when growing up, a lot of Indians would hide their lives from their parents. Um, Like, for example, I was never allowed to have a boyfriend, so I'd hide him. I wasn't obviously allowed to have sex. I still am not allowed to have sex, so I would hide that. But um, I was always really, really bad at it. Um, so, and, and the reason why is because when I, I was, I would always out myself because when I was in college, every time I entered a new relationship, I would get on birth control, but I was also very irresponsible. So I'd never re I'd never call my OB and have her refill my birth control. So instead what I do is I call my dad and ask him to prescribe it to me in that awkward frenzy, trying not to get pregnant. But I never tell him that it was because I was having sex. I would always just say, hey, I need you to prescribe me meds. My periods are irregular. I lied to him. But it's kind of hard to commit to that lie because he would always be like, yeah, okay, well, how infrequent are your periods? I'd be like, eh, every two years, it depends on the relationship. All right, I believed in that one. But I think the key to hide your sexual activities from your parents is to not use your doctor dad as like your gynecologist or your plan B. I just, that's like the most basic tenant. And I don't, I don't know. I don't know if I, you know, making my dad prescribe me my birth control pills was a function of like my being comfortable around him versus me knowing that he would never ask me if I was sexually active, you know, like he would never be like. Hey, uh, I noticed that every like few months, you ask me to refill your birth control uh, without any rhyme or reason um, at times when your mood is just like really elevated. And um, giddy. You fucking? <laughs> that would never happen. Um,
0: that's all I have for you guys. Thank you. Kavita Singh, everyone. <laughs> Hooray. Double double, toil and trouble, fire burn, and cauldron bubble. Bet you didn't know. Shakespeare, also accidental feminist. Clearly, he was talking about menopause. My crotch pot's so hot I can put an egg in there. Comes out soft boiled. Your next comedian just rode on in. Put your hands together, everybody, for Ian Levy. <laughs>
15: Oh, hello. Sorry about that. I think. Okay, here we go. Okay. Here are my jokes. I, um, what's going on with me? I, uh, I have a toxic masculinity. Uh, it is in me. Applause for that. Good, as I was hoping for. But I do. I have, it comes out. I try not to. Like, I really. In my heart of hearts, I you know I I believe I I'm a feminist and I believe you know women can do anything men can do, and yet at the same time I feel deep shame uh, when my girlfriend has to parallel park the car for me. It just brings me I feel like a complete failure, and I just don't. And there's no reason I should be a better driver that I haven't owned a car in ten years, and she drives every day. And there's still part of me that's like, obviously I'm a better driver. Like, ob- like uh, obviously, and it's of course it's not true, but there's just that part of me. I it's been so long since I, I haven't owned a car since it was normal for them to have like the rear view cameras. That's what. That's why she's better. She just uses the technology that's provided. Where I'm like, I can look through the bat. You know, like I don't. I. But the other day she had to parallel park the car for me, so I killed her. But uh, no, okay, I just. <laughs> Yeah. I don't know. I, um, I'm not, uh, I'm not good at things. I think my girlfriend thinks I'm, uh, there's more going on in my brain than there is, but most of the time, uh, I'm just thinking about nothing. Like, like sometimes she'll look at me and she'll be like, uh, what? I'm like, what? And she's like, it looks like you're, you're thinking about something. And I have to lie because you can't just be like, like they don't believe you if you say nothing, but the truth is literally just a black void of just, just, uh, just not, not even like a witty, just, I have to lie and be like, Ooh, thinking about how much I love you or, you know, whatever it is. But no, it's just the emptiness (laughs) is true. Nothing like 86% of the time. Uh, I don't know. I, I screw up a lot i had an interesting experience i went to um a strip cr- club oh, club i don't know what a strip club is but i went to a strip club the other day with a friend i'd never been before um and my friend we were down uh, in north beach kind of where there's a lot of them so my friend pitched it kind of like a spur of the moment thing he's like hey, it wouldn't be crazy it wouldn't be wild if we went to a strip club uh and then we went and everyone working there knew my buddy on a first name basis it's like i feel like you've been here before maybe but uh this is how unprepared I was for strip club is I, I was uh, sucking on a ring pop when my friend suggested we go into one. And so the bouncer literally had to say to me, he's like, you guys can come in, but you have to finish your ring pop out here. And I was like, oh, okay, I don't it's, It turns out there's no way to suck on a ring pop with dignity. And just, you know, I don't. But I um, I went into the strip club and a, uh, at one of the people working there Came up and uh, asked if I would like a dance, and I was like, "Yeah, well, you know, I'm already here, might as well try." Uh, and she gave me the she gave me the options because uh, there's different kinds of dances you can get. And I said, uh, "What is the cheapest option?" Uh, which apparently you're not supposed to ask. I was like, "I'm sorry, I thought this was America, okay? This is, is this not you know free market laissez faire, okay? No, it's uh, um, and uh, I got I got a dance." Uh, and it was really awkward. It wasn't, it wasn't fun. It was not fun at all. And I think she could tell I was being awkward. I didn't know what to say. I was like, Ooh, yummy, yum, 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 yum. Or what, you know, it was just weird. But I think at a certain point it, it, it was probably like, it lasted about two minutes. It was one song it felt like an eternity. I was, I was like looking up at the wallpaper and stuff. It just, you know, trying to, cause it, it was just weird. And at a certain point, uh, I think she could tell I was kind of just zoning out cause she looked at me and she was like, what? And I was like, just thinking about how much I love you. That's, uh, that's okay. There we go. That's all my time. I've been done. Okay. Yay.
0: Yay. Ian Levy. Hooray. Oh, I was going to say something about strip. Oh, I knew what I was going to do. I was going to say your next comedian. No stranger to strip clubs. I'm sure. Put your hands together for Wally oh, baby.
4: You are very correct in that. Love the strip club. I love the crazy horse, actually. Anybody like going to crazy horse? It's amazing over there, right? You know what's even better? The gold club. Get the chicken wings over there. Highly recommended. Yeah. Mutiny, y'all doing good today? Y'all all all right? I'm happy to be here, man. I really am. Uh, I was supposed to go to the drug clinic today for the weekend. Uh, It's called um, Coachella. Yeah, man. Coachella is a crazy place. It really is. Like, I... I love Coachella weekend in SF because you really get to see who's homeless and who just dresses that way for the week. It's amazing. Uh, thanks. Uh, I right on, Jared. I my crazy little cousin. Everybody, his mom's been looking for him for a couple days. Uh, I really love going to. I I really think Coachella needs a um, an age limit on a cap on an age limit. Right, like if you if you aren't under your parents insurance anymore you cannot go to coachella because like being 31 at coachella seems kind of sad to me like it really just signals to me that you probably still work at footlocker just to get the discounts you know you're the shoe plug you know you got to stop that eventually you really got to stop that i <laughs> i'm just kidding everybody i i'm i'm, I'm actually kind of jealous. Uh, I love going to Coachella every year. It's just that this year was just a little too white for me. Like the headliners were a little too white. You know, Billie Eilish, Harry Styles, The Weeknd. It's a little too white for my eyes. You know, like yes, everybody, The Weeknd is white. He's Canadian. He talks about doing drugs and his drug problem all the time. If that's not, if that's not, if that's not the whitest shit ever, then you know, tell me otherwise. Uh, there goes my soliloquy on Coachella for everybody listening. Um I can't afford a haircut too often because um inflation has my balls in a vice grip. Uh yeah, inflation sucks, man. It really does. Like I remember when fades used to be $20 at any barbershop. Now they cost just as much as gas. That's insane to me. Like I have to choose between getting a full tank of gas and driving for the week or building up my self-esteem. I'm a recluse now as you can tell. Uh, (laughs) yeah, uh, I am thinking about actually going back into selling drugs again. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Trying to stir the local economy. Yeah. Uh, I didn't have a good go around of it when I was a kid because, uh, stereotypes really fucked me up, you know? I didn't look like Nino Brown or like Pablo Escobar. I looked more like I was getting ready to compete in America's Best Dance Crew, you know? Nobody really trusted a kid. That was wearing um, LRG skinny jeans and had a faux hawk on. Everybody thought I was a narc. It it was all bad. It was all bad. Uh, But I miss it, though, honestly. Like, I I really tried to build my rep up as a drug dealer. Like, I I even ran up to cops saying, yo, I got drugs right here. Fucking arrest me. I need to get my rep up. And they just look across the street and see a black like, hey, you selling this shit? And they just chase him. Shout out to uh, Rodney King um anyways uh i've been contemplating suicide lately yeah not mine but everybody else's yeah yeah i i really think suicide needs like uh it needs a little rebranding you know it needs a little re revamping like david goggins he's gotta like cut the bullshit and let people know like it's okay to quit it is okay the world will be a better place if more people quit if they walked into that Japanese forest every so often, it would be great. All right, everybody, I'm Wally Hippolito and That's My Time.
0: Yay, Wally Hippolito, professing anti-humanism, which is a premise that says, save the world, kill yourself. Your (laughs) it's anti-humanism. Check it out on the onlines. Uh, Your next comedian, aren't you in for a treat? Clap your hands, everybody, for Brady Pearson.
16: Oh my God! Hey everybody, can you hear me? All right, sweet. What's going on? Okay. Does anybody see this? What I'm wearing? This Doctor Who shirt. Are there any Doctor Who fans in the house? Anybody? Nobody else has watched Doctor Who. You don't know anything about it. Am I that old? You've seen it. Okay, so then you know the difference between that and a gay man's asshole, right? You just (laughs) you can fit anything inside. You're just amazed by the room and it. Yeah, what I really love is like I love hearing how old I am and how I'm not allowed to go to places anymore. It's very exciting. I mean, I'm getting ready to go out to the g- gay g- gay pasture at, after 50, but I don't know. I'm not, I am not know if I'm ready to go. I think about all the things I've done in the past, you know, last few odd years, and I think to myself, hmm, gosh, you know, how many miles of cock have I sucked? Right? Do you ever think that? You don't? Do you ever think about how many miles of pipe you've laid? Do you Do you think about it? Okay. Anybody else think about that? How many miles of pipe you've laid? Okay. Good. See, I'm trying to speak hetero. I'm doing my best here. I'm, I'm trying to talk to the people. Okay. So the average cock is what for you? Six. six? On a good day. Okay. Okay. I tell you, be very popular with that hand in a fisting club. Anyway. Just, yeah. But so the one up and down that's a foot, there are five thousand two five hundred five thousand, something eighty feet in a mile, right? I did the math, and I was like a hundred and eight thousand feet, and that's twenty six miles. Then I realized I, it was a marathon, ladies and gentlemen. That explains my last weekend. It's not easy being such a big cocksucker. It takes a lot of work, you know. It does, it's not easy. And I keep thinking, like, what if I use my skills for the good? My mother always told me, do what you're good at, pursue your dreams. So I thought, okay, what if we had a Dick Olympics? What kind of sports could we have for it? Maybe I was thinking synchronized fisting? Don't clap. Anyway. <laughs> uh, it's, it's been a long week, ladies and gentlemen. Been kind of concerned what's going on with this politically lately um, with all this white supremacy coming up and kind of excited about MAGA. And I'm ready to greet our gracious white supremacist overlords with a series of fragrances for the American condition. The first one is called White Woman. And you have to say it like that. You got to be like, White Woman. The tagline is always in front. Gentlemen, I don't want you to feel like you're left out. Certainly, we cannot leave you out. You won't let us. It's called Entitled. (laughs) It's how you feel. I feel so close to you all, ladies and gentlemen. I want to share with you the last fantasy of the evening for me anyway. And It's an ode to the boys' camp that could have been but never was. called Camp Put a Tin Me in Lake Put a Tin Me, Wisconsin. And it goes something like this. Oh, I love you. Put it in me. Put it in me every day. I love you. Put it in me. Put it in me all the way. On your shores. Put it in me. I am yours. Put it in me. Put it in me every day. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. I'm Brady.
0: It's cold Yay. Yay brady pearson on the shores of lake put it's in me from lake put it sounds like lake wobegon <laughs> from the npr thing except it's lake put it's in me i love it all right your next comedian she got here early she's been so um attentive and awesome and now we get to hear her jokes to put your hands together for Brad harper jennings yay this
17: next drink is a toast to your memory when i go how many
18: is this the microphone that works? Oh, wonderful. Um, I like a small room. Uh, I, I was hanging out with my friends this weekend and I was waiting in line for the bathroom. Um, and I usually love waiting in line for the bathroom because every time you come out, of, come out of a bathroom, everyone's so excited to see you. Um, and I like that, it makes me feel like a birthday party. And I was waiting in line and there were three guys in front of me and um, we weren't talking and this really attractive girl came up and got behind me in line and all three of them started talking to her. And um, and I wasn't super included in the conversation. And they were like, "Where are you from?" And I was like, "Oh, I'm from Marin." And they were like, "Not talking to you." Um, and and I was like, "I'm a biology major too. That's so crazy." And they kind of were ignoring me, but that's fine. I <laughs> one of my classmates actually asked me out. I think um, he was he was like, "Hey, uh, I'm getting a strong vibe from you." I was like, ew, no." <laughs> I, I, that's also a weird way to say that. And he's like, "Yeah, I'm getting like a strong like mutual vibe." Um and I um and then I told my friend I was like that's weird and she was like oh yeah uh he's asked out everyone in class uh, you were just last which is was funny kind of um I I also I have a job recruiter um and he's he the second time we ever talked he was like uh oh, by the way uh, I left swiped you on hinge uh and I was like oh I didn't ask he's like yeah cuz I want to keep it profesh um and i was like yeah like i just uh, i like the sales operations role you sent me (laughs) um because i didn't really have i didn't he didn't have to say that you know um let's see oh i um i like my mom she's very confident uh when she's pregnant she wanted to go to a spa so she went to this spa and um everyone was like counting their calories um and it turned out it was a fat farm and, and they were like, and she just like, oh, I didn't leave. Um, and they put up your calories every day. And she was like, oh, I ate the max calories. And I was like gaining weight. And the other girls were like, you're never going to get out of here. Um, which is funny. Cause she was just pregnant. Uh, <laughs> I'll stop saying this is funny at the end of <laughs> every joke. Um, let's see. Uh, I, uh, oh, I, um, I, let's see. I know I only have so much time. I'm excited to speak at a funeral i <laughs> i i um i just think it'd be fun like i was used to be really nervous that someone i know would die and and then they'd be like you should talk about it uh and then i have to, have to go up there and give a speech um so i've been preparing material for different deaths um <laughs> i know i prepared this bit about um overdosing on drugs and my friends like you can't tell people that so i'm i'm gonna one day tell people but i'm working up to that and i i've actually had a few friends die actually of covid in the last um couple years and uh, and I wasn't asked to speak at their funeral and I don't even really feel like I was considered um, for the part. <laughs> okay, let's see. Oh, I tried, uh, I don't go to therapy, but I tried it once because I was like, oh, like I'll be more relatable. And, um, and I went and uh, I sat down and the, the guy was like, uh, when's the last time you danced like no one was watching? Um, I was like, "Oh, that's a bad question." Are, like, "Is am I your first patient?" Um and he's like, "Uh, I I had patients uh, when I was getting my PhD, which um I don't think therapists are supposed to be defensive." <laughs> and then also he just got like really upset and like wouldn't talk to me the rest of the session. And so I just was like asking him questions like, "Who do you think you're more like, your mom or your dad?" And he'd be like, "My dad." And I'd be like, "Me too." <laughs> um okay. That's pretty much it. <laughs>
8: Yay!
0: Keep clapping, everybody, for Brett Jennings! Yay! All right, moving right along. Clap your hands together for your next comedian, Jason King! Yay!
17: Oh, yeah, give it up for yourselves, everybody. Yeah. I found I, th- I found it really interesting that you were like I, I'm afraid for when my friends die because I'm afraid of the speech, not the death, <laughs> just the speech. <laughs> uh, see you, <ya>, Dan. <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, <laughs> what am I going to talk about? I, um, I had an ex that told me she had sex with Justin Bieber once. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It wasn't it wasn't while we were dating, but if it if it was, I'd understand. Um, but I was like, what was it like to have sex with Justin Bieber? She was like, Well, I learned that he was just a man. Yeah. You know how bad your dick game has to be to get rehumanized? <laughs> yeah, Justin Bieber is larger than life and smaller in person. He's the kind of guy who only makes it through two babies, you know, just baby, baby, oh. <laughs> yeah, that one less lonely girl is now one more lesbian. <laughs> um <laughs> Yeah, all right, cool. I um one thing a lot of uh, older people say, "Hi, you can come in if you'd like." Okay. <laughs> I appreciated the response. So you re- you responded in the same way I spoke to him, which was great. I uh, uh uh I feel like a lot of older people will say, "There's never any good news on TV," right? And I think that's cuz good news is useless, right? Like you need to know the bad shit. Right. Could you imagine like watching the news in Ukraine and then the only thing they inform you about are the clear skies? (laughs) Right. Or uh, you're trying to figure out where the missiles are falling and they're telling you about the town fair. (laughs) There was actually a news network in Tennessee that decided to only tell good news for a day. They lost 60 percent of their viewers. Yeah. Not to another network, but to an unreported tornado. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, uh, next day they had to report really bad news. <laughs> yeah, uh, last time I, I said that, people were like, ooh, I was like, it's Tennessee, they're not people. <laughs> Who's three-fifths now? All right. <laughs> um, Today I learned something pretty cool. I learned that uh, before his fights, Mike Tyson used to cry for his opponents. Yeah, because he was afraid of what he'd do to them. Yeah. Yeah, Mike Tyson is terrifying. <laughs> yeah, i I I would just love to see the stare down before a fight. Like his opponent's like, "Mike, are you crying?" and he's just like, "Your daughter is going to miss you so much." <laughs> I am I'm jealous of how confident or, or or kind of how certain he believes the future is cuz saying like this is going to happen is one thing but to have an emotion tied to that future, that's inspiring, right? That'd be like, I'm about to have sex with a girl, but before I have sex, I'm like, oh, the neighbors are gonna be so upset. (laughs) They just had a baby, it's gonna be so tough to put them to sleep with all the screaming. (laughs) Oh, my landlord, she's such a nice lady, but carpet's gonna get ruined with all this squirting. Oh, climate change is such a big thing, they're gonna have to cut down a tree when I replace this headboard. <laughs> oh, the doctors are gonna have such a such a tough time reconstructing your cervix. Oh. <laughs> your psychiatrist is gonna have such a tough time dealing with these attachment issues. Oh, okay, I'm trying to see which of those work. <laughs> I have like, I wrote like nine of them. <laughs> Hold well, on, let's see if there is any more. <laughs> Someone's gonna be so late to work <laughs> because you're gonna slow them down on the sidewalk with all your slow walking. <laughs> Only some people get that. Um Let's see, I'm gonna try some premises to see if I should if these jokes are worth writing. Um uh Mental health is getting bad, so they're planning on testing babies for anxiety now. Yeah, what baby doesn't have anxiety? Everything you experience is new. <laughs> all right, that's one premise. All right, let's see what else is there. Okay. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: you you got to wrap, you're up you're at five minutes, you got to wrap, yeah. All right,
17: no problem, all right, thanks Pam.
0: Hey, thank you everybody. Yay, yay, Jason King, yay. Dan Lewis is locked in the bathroom. You've gotta try to untwist the, you twisted the lock thing at the bottom. You never try to lock it. It's the date. You, you gotta untwist it on the door. Good luck. Put your hands together for your next
19: comedian, John Gallagher. How can we laugh at a time like this? How can we laugh when a man is trapped? I feel like I'm just boosting them around. Oh my god! If he's for real trapped, this is horrifying. <laughs> Daniel, you're for real living my worst nightmare. I'm not even joking. Getting trapped in a bathroom is horrible, especially
0: this bathroom. This cr- <laughs>
19: yeah. Well, the good thing about the good thing about getting stuck in there now is he doesn't have to worry about taking a shit. Hey, Dan. No, no, you're fine. I was I was very prepared to just keep talking about this. I felt like a crisis reporter. Go Speaking of bad news yeah, da- dude, tell me how was it? Daniel, how was it in there? <laughs> I, the I thought I'll start a new life. You thought you were starting a new life? Did you did you feed, did you see God? Did he come to you? I touched the void. Dude, you were like the child in the well, but it, <laughs> you know, the forty-year-old stuck in the shitter. <laughs> A, pa- a tale of our times. A man was stuck in the mutiny radio bathroom, subjected to hours of open mic comedies. Ah! Ah! <laughs> no, I can't hear this fucking joke again. I can't do it. It's like the fall of the house of Usher, but with shit. Yeah, man. Uh, fucking, do you guys know Ann Fong at all? Do you know that? Yeah. Hell yes. Um, so, for those of you guys who don't know, you can if you drive over a couple streets, you'll see a an advertisement of this Vietnamese lady who says uh, there's something wrong. Call Ann Fong. She's a a, a a personal injury attorney. You'll see her billboards all around the city. And uh, in Oakland, she advertised in Oakland. What the fuck? Oh yeah, just whatever. Is uh, a <laughs> There was a there was a well you know what? Let's uh go back to Anne Fong in a second. There was a guy peddling around like uh so he's like he's like, he's a peddling around like a couple and he's playing uh the, the, the Paris love song, you know? And I was like, that's like a hell of a way to get a three way, you know what I mean? Just like this guy's like cycling you around playing French romantic music. It's a cool way to fuck people. It's like I'll give you a bike ride and listen to this romantic French stuff and then I'll cycle cycle you over. Anyway, Anne Fong. Let's talk about her. Uh, so she's a Vietnamese attorney, right? And she has her billboards everywhere. She's on a bus too, um, and, I, and I live in Oakland. And there's a place in Oakland. I don't know how the fuck this happened. This is incredible, though. So there's a neighborhood in Oakland where Ann Fong, with something wrong, signs a sassy lady. Somebody's put up two of those billboards directly across the street, facing each other. It so it's like creating the illusion that Ann Fong is now asking herself. Is something is wrong, <laughs> and just staring and having a fucking mental crisis, you know? Something's wrong. Who does, who does Anne call? <laughs> she runs out of people. Yeah, she's kind of like she's like staring into a fucking portal where all the problems are solved, and she has no one else to turn to. I don't know. That'd be that'd be crazy, man. I want to call her and just be like, I got I got a problem too horny for your billboards. I can't stop jerking off to your billboards. <laughs> It'd be a weird problem to have. Do you think she'd represent me if I called and said that to the law firm? I, I got an injury from my arm is sprained from your, your horny billboards. Getting my juices all flowing. I don't know. Do you think, you think she'd represent me if I said that, Jason? Nah, probably not. <laughs> probably not. Um, Here's this. Okay. I'm a bald man. I don't want to lie to you guys. I'm hiding my bald hair, head under this hat. Well, Dan's brave. Look at him. He's representing. He doesn't care. You know? I am I'm still have shame. And for years, I had a lot of shame. I tried to grow my hair out, you know? But I still have, like, a giant little ringlet. look like fucking Friar Tuck, you know? Which is an exciting hairstyle choice. You know, it's beautiful. It's highlighting the fact that your hair is gone. And I was scared, though, because my roommate, the guy I lived with and who I hung out with all the time, was also a fully bald, like, white guy, you know? And I don't know about you guys, but, like, is there anything more unnerving than just seeing like a like a roving pack of bald whites just in the wild? <laughs> you know So I didn't ever want to fully shave because like that's just terrifying. like, what the fuck is what is this just hanging out? You see like a pack of bald whites, you know it's either it's either hate crime. that's number one, right? Usually or it's like Folsom Street Fair, I think, you know it's just either way you gotta wash your hands in case anything happens.
9: Elphine.
0: John Gallagher everyone uh, it's funny everyone I, I was speaking French today too this is this is there's been weird through lines uh, we have a rock block here of uh, bald guys clap your hands together for the very funny Dan
2: Lewis Yay!
7: yeah that's right I'm disappointed too. Another bald man. Here we go, guys. I was also the guy who was locked in the bathroom. You may remember me for a few minutes ago. <laughs> people say oh, there's always nothing worse than someone walks in on you on the bathroom. There is something worse than a lock not working well enough on the bathroom. A, w- a lock working way too well on the bathroom. That is actually worse. I was looking into a terrible nightmare there. Oh, man. Yeah, being a bald guy, a lot of people want me to, like, chime in on the whole slap situation because of Jada Pink, and Smith. You're like, you're bald. What do you know about this? I'm like, I don't know, man. A member of the bald community, I guess I better say something. I don't care. I don't really care. It was just nice to be in exactly the same category as Jada Pinkett Smith in a civil rights struggle for once, you know? I was like, yeah. If I see her, I could be like, fight the power. I don't know. (laughs) People are like, oh, man, that's different. She had alopecia. And I'm like, what difference does it make how you got here? We're both in the same situation, all right? They'd be like, if you saw, if you had no, like, you were missing a foot. You saw another guy missing a foot? You're like, I know how it is, brother. And he's like, train accident, huh? And you're like, no, diabetes. He's like, well, I guess you don't know how it is then. I'm like, all right, geez. Speaking of, speaking of nightmares, I was wondering, you, you, ever, you guys ever have a dream and you're always like, you wake up and you're like, ah, oh, I just want to get back in that dream. I'm to go right back to sleep, get right back there. I wonder if people in prison are having nightmares that ever like, you know, they, they wake up and they're like, ah, oh, I just like to be back in that nightmare instead of here. There was a guy running through a field. I was naked. He was chasing me with a chainsaw. I have to just get back to sleep. All right. What else? I want to talk about some stuff. I was hanging out with a group of uh, group of people in my backyard recently, a group of friends. And uh, One of my friends, Marcus, uh, he's using the N-word. And uh, don't worry, he's, he's a black guy, so that's, you know, that's all cool and everything. The problem was is that I got really high fences, okay, and no one can really see in my backyard. And my friend Marcus is, you're not supposed to say somebody sounds white, okay, but uh, let me just say that he, uh, he doesn't obviously sound urban. I mean, come on, he sounded like a, when a black comedian impersonates a white guy, okay? That's what he sounds like. So all I know is that the neighbors, are they can just hear that I'm having some kind of an all-white racist nanny in my backyard, this is a unique problem to be in. It would have been better for me at that point if Vanilla Ice was back there using the N word than it was for my friend Marcus to be there. So I'm like, I gotta figure out a way to let the neighbors know that he's black, audibly. So at some point I'm like, Hey, I uh, forgot to tell you, Marcus, uh, Happy Juneteenth. He's like, Dude, that was seven months ago. And I'm like, Oh, that's in June, huh? Okay, I didn't. I'm not too good for that dates. He's like, why are you being so weird? I'm like, cause you're definitely black. <laughs> anyway, what else I want to talk about? I grew up in the '70s and '80s, where uh, see, all the dads were homophobic back then. You know, like '70s and '80s, they'd be like, like, oh, if you ever brought a guy home? I don't know what I would do, you know. But they've got a lot. You know, they got a lot of better sense then. There must have been a transitional point though, where they were, they were less homophobic, but they still had that dad attitude, you know. To be like, ah, no son of mine's going to bring home a top. I didn't raise no bottom. My gay son's not going to be taken from behind from some gay guy. My gay son's going to be fucking gay guys from behind. Come all over their face. That's my boy. <laughs> I was thinking about my least favorite thing uh, the other day, which is the coexist bumper sticker. You guys familiar with this one? It Says coexist. It's all the religious <laughs> symbols. I hate it because it's just so. I don't know what it is. It's pedantic or something. It's like, <laughs> it's like, come on, guys. There's only been hundreds of years of complicated bloodshed and everything. But these people on their bumpers are like treating it like 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 they like their kids are trying to figure out a way to split avocado toast. You know? They're so, like, come on, guys. Can't we just coexist? This is easy, isn't it? I just hate that. Imagine the Secretary General of the UN going up there and being like, Listen, I know we haven't had a solution up till now, but I saw the most helpful life hack on the bumper of a Subaru in North Berkeley the other day. And get this, guys, it's coexist. Anyway, it's something I don't like. Thanks, bye.
4: Yay,
0: Dan Lewis, yay. Okay, before you leave, though, I have two new jokes. I think you heard my jokes at the beginning, but Dan didn't. And I need him to hear my jokes. Hold on. I wrote two- hey they say you are thank you hi uh, they say you are what you eat and I just got my 23 and me back I'm 72 percent Trader Joe drink a lot of their grapefruit juice I need acid because I'm such a basic bitch two good jokes right okay thank you here's the other one I wrote uh, you ever get so high that you understand Spanish On the bus? Okay, that one's not as funny. All right, uh, I just wanted you to hear my new jokes. Hey, put your hands together for your your first time here, and it's your turn. All right, put your hands together, everybody, for Christian! Yay!
20: Remember what I was gonna talk about here. Let's see, I've been reading a lot online about how women are concerned that if they do weightlifting, they'll become too fit, too muscular, uh, and too good a shape. Uh, it's weird to me that you would be concerned about the best case scenario. Uh. <laughs> Paige, look at you. you uh, you're you super muscular, you must be in a wreck. Oh, damn it, Forgot forgot what to say there. Uh, Guys, uh, whatever, I can't remember that one. Um, So I've been doing a lot of dating and uh, it's going all right. I'm getting some uh, response from girls, though I think I would probably get more if I had a little bit more of an edge, you know, give off more of an aura of danger. Uh, And when I get worked up, I am definitely capable of domestic violence, Uh, leaving the toilet seat up, forgetting to take out the trash. Necrophilia skull-fucking, so little things. Uh, There's something else. I think I I hear a lot of dating advice. Uh, For example, never settle. You shouldn't settle. Whatever you do, don't settle. Uh, And that is ridiculous advice because everyone settles, and I can prove that to you right now. Uh, Think about whoever is dating The Rock. That woman could be dating John Cena. Five years younger, more hair, better acting range. Just saying, never settle. Um, Another thing I come across on the dating apps is occasionally women won't want to give me their phone number because they're concerned about uh, having random numbers in their phones, too many numbers in their phones. Uh, and I, I I won't go out with them because I feel like that's a misalignment of priorities. <laughs> and uh, I feel like there's a lot of scummy people in the world because uh, being a reprehensible person teaches you too many valuable life skills. Uh, for example, a guy and a girl hook up. Uh, they have sex. A girl gets pregnant. Guy decides he doesn't want anything to do with the baby. He just learned how to delegate. And that is all I can remember. Uh, I wish that uh, I'm really trying to come up with an uh, example of that for girls because I want equality in that joke. But uh, that's all. Thank you.
0: Everybody, it's his first time here, Christian. Hooray. Well, people, that's it. Dan Britton was supposed to come back from Slate, but he didn't make it. So I guess thanks for being here, everybody. And, And, uh hanging out at the joke and not joke workshop happy hour we'll be back on Monday at six o'clock for the joke workshop and tomorrow at two o'clock at Atlas Cafe on 20th and Alabama I will probably still be high because I I had so many edibles today I'm like is this real Uh, all right if Dan Britton shows up in a couple minutes yeah but if not hey everybody I'm going to knock out because I'm on Lord of the Zings tonight Uh, it started at seven it's gonna go till nine Okay, bye.
9: Enigma pistol project your stigma stink box order from pink dot your seeds get stuck on ink blocks air are to the sink box who take it crop take your brain on space walk op talk like we walk Great hero jumped off. How can I put it? Life is like video footage, hard to edit, directors, they never understood it. Too impulsive, my deadly corrosive, dosage, attack when you least notice. Stories explosive Close, postage. I don't play, blue rap suit, saute for the table with zigzag, zigzag zig A. Leg, leg, arm, head, like plague, we drink NSC by the check. I got the golden egg, plus the goose. 80 poop, absolute, clam, Grand, food juice. 10 sing booze, I got your neck in the noose. Keep my money wrinkled. The rap star twinkle, killer instinct. 16 ball Nico, sell more copies than Kinko. Go like a fetus with no hands and feet to complete us. and we be turned like Jesus
17: with the whole world need us. Is the appetite for destruction? Slap a murder rap on this production. I touch something, trust nothing. Iron lung, twisted metal. I see duck ducking. My dark gun. Bussin' from every angle, worldwide total carnage, the sickest flow, that be code name Agent Orange, killing you slow, it's only right you pay homage, to those that's about to
20: blow. like that shit up your nose, solid as a rock when I strike talking. Herb out, be
17: screaming on you like a drill sergeant, Herb al got me where I wanna be right now, don't know the time, check the hour on your sundown, watch me shine, jump off a cheap wine, each line be on point when I speak mine, on behalf of my crew,
9: Enter the road 36 more deadly chambers
0: Dan Britton showed up. Clap your hands together, everybody, for Dan Britton. Yay!
21: Did you all see the historic moment when Obama returned to the White House with Joe Biden? Did you all see that? Obama's a a very good-looking man. I got to tell you, he's like, in my opinion, one of the three best-looking, like, most handsome presidents. It's like Obama, Lincoln, and then JFK. Well, JFK was handsome like when he got there, not so much towards the end, you know what I mean? But that's kind of a mean joke to make fun of a person who was shot in the head. I'm sorry, that's not a a non-color joke. Um, My name is Dan. Probably with the light, I look like the inside of a a juice punch pouse right now. Just ready to hydrate y'all at your soccer games. (laughs) That's what I'm here for. Anyway, um, oh, it's a good thing I came back here. I forgot my notebook here. Yeah. There's no gems in it, I tell you. (laughs) But, um, yeah, that's pretty much all I had. And I'll tell you the story about the time that my brother broke my nose. So we were in Hawaii, and uh, I think I was... 12 and my brother was 13 and my parents so i i'm one of four boys and my parents booked a trip to hawaii brought all of their sons but they wanted to have like an actual some time alone so they put us in the room next door and uh my my two older brothers are riling me and my brother andrew up and so we start fighting we start like wrestling each other and and he's older than me he was always bigger than me and always stronger than me and then this one time, I actually had him pinned. I had him down on the bed, and I said, I got you. Give up. And then at that moment, he just throws his head back, and it just pff, hits me in the, the nose, breaks my nose right away. So then in my parents' room, they're just there enjoying some lychee and a Mai Tai, enjoying this nice Hawaiian vacation that they just shelled out thousands of dollars for. And here comes their 12-year-old son, covered in blood like he had just like, tried to lick a knife, just like, ah! I'm, I'm pretty sure that if that was my kid, I would have climbed up a coconut tree, got a coconut, and hit him over the head again just to take him out. I'm just like, I'll deal with parenthood when I get back home. I'm, I'm in Hawaii, this is my vacation. <laughs> but fortunately enough, there was a, a Hawaiian chicken snap. Uh, there was a Hawaiian healer there that said, your nose will be fine. It will look fine, but you won't be able to breathe out of one nostril ever again. And I was like, wow, Hawaiian medicine traditions coming in. And the funny thing is, is that it's really accurate. Like I haven't been able to smell out of that side of my nose forever, but I know that I'd be my brother. It's such a, he's such a bitch. Like what an asshole. I had him down and then he pulls a cheap shot like that. Anyway. Thank you. Anyway, that's my time. Good night, everybody.
0: Oh, was it. Oh. Oh. Dan Britain. I was saying and strong. Okay, I'm just gonna tell my joke one more time because I wrote it today and I want to make sure that I can remember it. They say you are what you eat. I just got my twenty-three and me back. I'm 72% Trader Joe. Uh, I drink a lot of his grapefruit juice. I need the acid because I'm such a basic bitch. There we go. My two new jokes. Bow, bow, bow. See you guys all next week. Bye. She's a bitch fiend.
2: Sacrifice a fan.
22: Ship the niggas here, Henry, from your, uh, from your chief nurse, Major O'Houlihan.
5: Uh, she makes some accusations, Henry. I, I find pretty hard to believe. Uh-
22: Has John Clooney's friend and ally become a dangerous enemy? Private investigator Anton Gruber has been CIA agent John Clooney's trusted aide. Clooney may have questioned Gruber's taste in cuisine but never his loyalty until Gruber double-crossed him. Escaping with his life, Cluny is sidelined while his superior attempts to discover how Gruber was compromised. The investigation delves into Gruber's astonishing past, from his unpleasant days as an East German border guard to life as a narcotics agent, from his time in the tango clubs of Buenos Aires to a trip up the Amazon in search of Nazi gold. John Wessex's The Prague Deception is the third book of the John Clooney thrillers. Get it on Amazon.
3: Hey, near Stolowitz here. Have you ever listened to Labor and Love on Saturday mornings, 10 to noon, with Bill Morgan? It's a really excellent show, one of my favorites here at the station. And it's all about service.
2: release on volunteers like you to help sort, package, and distribute healthy food to people in need in San Francisco. Each year, over 22,000 people contribute thousands of hours to fighting hunger in our community. The support will enable the SF Food Bank to distribute 43.5 million pounds of food this year. Enough for ninety-three point thousand meals every day, but they can't do it without volunteers. Visit www.sffoodbank.org/volunteer. Again, www.sffoodbank.org/volunteer to find out how you can help.
23: Yes. Record. No, oh. Maybe, uh, you. Ah. Uh, 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 have a good one, Pam. So, Pam, I'm all set, huh? So I I press I press record. Oh, this is tripping me out. Okay, how? Oh, what is the password to this? The password? Um, yeah. okay, let me just. Uh, Well, before you leave, I, I'll give you the okay. Okay. Check, check, check. Hello. Four oh six. Four oh six p.m. Hello, Mutiny Radio. Black, red. Black, red. Blue, green. Up, up. Need more. Test, test, test. Eminem from Detroit. I need more juice in my headphones. I need my headphones. Up my headphones. Up my headphones. Up it. Up it. More. Up it. Up it. Check. No, not that one. One, two, three, four. Read it. I need more juice in my headphones. That one. Yeah, thank you. You have a pair of your own? Can you look into my eyes? It means I love you. Can you look into my eyes? It means I
24: love you.
23: Check your mic and headphone. Check, check, check. Can you hear yourself? Sexy yes, yeah, I'm boy. good. good. All right. Thank you. One, two, black, red. Shall we record the uh, waves on the beach with a large, stupid microphone. (coughs) Cool. Thank you. Almost. Welcome. want to just welcome enter the lobby yes please enter the lobby of Pam's exposed back basically naked that sucks that she's the community leader so lots of a lack of deodorant right yeah right pot pot is Pam's thing yeah the girl that likes horses, yes. Pam loves the horse of THC, I think. <laughs> or the black horse that I saw spray painted in the mission. I saw a black horse. Beautiful, kind of like soft airbrush, like when when Ramiro's when Ramiro's cousin dies, you need the soft brush, t shirt. R. I. P. Ramiro, yeah. One sec.
2: Don't you know you drive?
23: Alright guys, welcome. Ernesto you here with me? Yes, I'm here. Cool. Alright guys. Uh well it's <laughs> it's uh four PM, four twelve PM here in the mission at Mutiny Radio FM. And yes. Mm-hmm. Quite the ritual stoners. Uh let's let's uh light up a bowl on four twenty exactly. I love to um it's kind of like the New Year's ball drop, don't you think? Owners, light a bowl at 420, please. Yeah, Times Square, kissing a girl. Thank you. Okay, guys. Uh, mm. What do you call uh, kissing a girl? Okay, guys. DSL. Um, okay, guys, welcome to the podcast, Always, Never and today's guest is um, a friend Ernesto Perez. Hey man, welcome to to a a place that was um, ran by, in fact, monkey, we hate that fucker. Hitler, Saddam Hussein, Osama Bin Laden, Kim Jong Un, monkey. See ya, Pam, see ya. Hey, be safe. Okay, later. The bad niggas. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know that we were gonna be
24: niggas. in a, a like a radio station in this studio. You you just invited me. Hey, do you want to do a broadcast? And then you were yep. you were like, oh, all I need is my iPad. Oh, okay. I thought we were gonna just live stream on Facebook or something. But no, no this is yeah,
23: this is on the internet. We're in a I'm full blown
24: like radio studio, radio station. Oh yeah, this we is pretty are. Cool.
23: Yes, we are. And uh, the direction for this jazzy uh, vibe here, uh, Muni Radio Always Never Podcast, welcome. I invite you. I invite all of you, and all of you. I mean, all of you. Um, some notes prepared here, a little bit of material. Uh, wh- where do we begin? Tons of notes here. Tons of notes, tons of material. Um, I'm 28, so I'm 28, Paolo Picardo, music journalist, in the Always Never podcast. I'd say first step one is, okay, guys, Paolo has to talk in between these hour-long mixes because he must reinforce that he's underground. Um, And a bit of underground music prepared for you here. Ernesto, we have about... 145 soft An hour and 45 minutes That's a long time. How many hot pockets is uh How many uh how many can uh, you cook in an yeah. in an hour? Did did the girl from LA did the girl from LA purchase a pizza oven for her backyard? That's how infatuated she was with pizza. Wow. He likes her shit. Uh, oh my god. She great. likes it like that. That's like next owns next a, that's a owns a pizza passion. oven, yeah. Hey guys, I'm having a uh, party in my backyard in LA. Guess what? I have a pizza oven. Fuck it. That's probably at nighttime. Yeah, I've only seen one other
24: person with a a pizza oven. It was this house that we built in Orinda. Right, 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 right. right. And also they have yeah. a uh, a backyard um, ice maker. It's like a mini fridge, right. but all it does is make ice. All yeah, day. and you know
23: those shady Italians in Brooklyn, New York, cooking pizza. This is the b- and then some some bearded man with a hat says this is the best pizza in Brooklyn. Is th- people often say that this is the best pizza in Brooklyn. Yeah, no. yeah, yeah, yeah,
24: they say that in in uh, Rick down, and Morty. Calm down, calm down,
23: calm down. Do I do I need to <laughs> s- sedate you or suppress you? <laughs> in Rick and Morty. drink some drink some ginseng tea, calm down, please, Ernesto. Rick and Nesta. Morty, they they
24: had an episode where uh, Rick he mentions that all the pizza places say that they're the best pizzas in town, but He's never seen a pizza competition, so how do they really know that?
23: Yeah, you, you, you need a little bit of context. That's kind of like saying, um, that's, that's a bit jumping to conclusions here. Pizza, do you want to talk about pizza? Tons of notes here and some music prepared for you. Here at the Always Never podcast, In The Mission.
24: Pizza is the number one most addicting food in the world.
23: Pizza, yeah. Let's go on pizza. Let's uh, let's just uh walk through the park real quick. Ernesta, let's walk through the park, and, and we'll get into some material. Beginning. So yeah, but pizza. Let's uh, let's chat about pizza a bit. Hello. Was pizza
24: really uh invented in Italy, or is it one of those things like the burrito? It's a Mexican food that was actually invented in California.
23: Yeah, pizza was invented in um, the founding principle of music festivals.
3: Kay.
23: Who who founded that idea? Music festival, large speakers, ten thousand people.
24: It would seem like someone with like David Guetta vibes
23: yeah, invented um, music festivals. I think Tiësto and David Guetta met up for coffee one day, and they're like, "Hey, man, we should really push this music festival." Um, idea idea but the first music festival was like Woodstock if I if I were to uh, visit Sylvie Simmons in the apartment that she owns what a conclusion yeah who do you know about maybe riddle me that who founded music festivals like Woodstock there was a Woodstock one and Woodstock 2 can you maybe Google that first music festival.
24: Like an electronic music festival or like uh. a rock music festival? Okay. Well, when did... When did okay, yeah, right, go right ahead. Here. So according to uh, HistoriaExtra.com, the first known music festival was the Pythian Games, a precursor of the Olympics, uh, which was held in the late 6th century BC. Uh, <sighs> right. It was a music competition. Right in sixth century, wow, BC.
23: Heard that. Heard that for sure. Uh, but yeah, let's uh convert Ernesto pizza and music festivals. They sell
24: pizza at music festivals, or is it just lemonade, coffee,
23: and um, the whole goal is to make beer. the the rich white kids want to go to the porta potty because that's where they feel like. Th- they're in a London phone booth. Yeah, I don't know. There's a, l- well, let's talk about festivals. They are, okay, so they feed the white people. They give them drinks, non-alcoholic and. And alcoholic. Alcoholic.
24: Also food, but like pretty basic Food, stuff, yeah. Like hot dogs. Yeah,
23: how hungry. And then there's a big, I bet, there's a huge 75, 75 of, hey, let's dance to the music or get food and drinks. But yeah, most well likely y- well standing. You
24: food, yeah, you'll get food w- when you want to take a break from dancing.
23: Yeah, and then the sitting on the grass feels like uh, you're a hardworking Mexican because you're standing <laughs> yeah. the whole time and your legs are, like, trembling <laughs> yeah. because you're standing up for so long. Music festivals are kind of sort of dehydrating you, making you hungry and making you stand you're
24: demanding a lot of your body but also yeah but people people so much
23: fun people will buy the ticket right away um, yeah that's that's a weird sensory um, overload for uh, it festivals is, it's, in everything. General.
24: it's it's visual with all the lights
23: yeah and the art it's and at the end of it at the end of it you're too tired to have sex
24: yeah, you're just whooped for yeah, the next because few days.
23: because the equivalent of sex is going to music festival in <laughs> Coachella, India.
24: <laughs> for a few days straight?
23: Yeah, how did they do that? Dude, my legs hurt when I'm from standing. From I've been day. to a handful from of a, f- Like festivals. a little
24: bit from a one show. And yeah. imagine doing that for like a whole that's week. Why
23: that's why you just pop a couple mollies and keep it cool. Because if you go to the food and drink route, You'll just end up in the porta potty, dizzy. But if you if you play the festival smart, you know, Woodstock one, Woodstock two, uh, if you play it smart, just pop like four Molly throughout the entire festival. Spread hour. out. Yeah, and I would I would definitely make uh, a reference to Noise Kevin Arnold of uh, Noise Pop. And Kevin Arnold is very cute. What was the last music festival you've been to? Let's see, Ernesto.
24: Let me. Before let all this. Let me COVID delve stuff. into my
23: lexicon of getting inside of white girls.
24: Yeah. All this COVID stuff. I think yeah. I think I saw that they're starting to open up some music festivals. Um.
23: After yeah. all this COVID. And uh, and I'm optimistic, Ernesto, because we live until 90 years old, assumingly 85. I kind of uh, full stacked or was too like engaged with my MJ work for two years, but I'm optimistic. There are like 18 year old girls who want to go.